Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is John. I'm an Alateen and a recovering alcoholic. Hey. Uh, I would like to thank the committee first for uh, asking me to share my stories. And uh, let's see. Um, five years ago, uh, before I joined Alateen, uh, I always wondered, you know, what my life was going to be like later. And, uh, you know, I look back on it now, and I'm, I'm glad that Alateen was there for me. Um, when I was younger, uh, I always thought something was wrong with me because uh, I didn't know how to deal well with situations. Uh, I always thought that uh, my decisions were inadequate and, you know, they just weren't any good. Uh, I had a real low self-esteem, and... Uh, it took five years of Alateen to, uh, to bring that up. Um, and Alateen, to me, is sharing with people that you can relate to. Uh, I know that if I went to a group with full of adults, uh, the only thing I'd probably be able to relate to was, was basing on a mother and, and son relationship. And with Alateen, it's more of a, a friend to friend and somebody who you can trust. Uh, so Alateen is good for, for teenagers. Uh, I'm glad they started the group. Um, I've been recovered alcoholic for two years now, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. Uh, although alcoholism is, uh, is not the main problem, I don't think. Uh, um, a lot of it has to do with, with how you feel about yourself. And, uh, and I, was, I was born in Valdosta, Georgia. And uh, after I was born, my parents separated, and we moved to Macon. And uh, she remarried after about six months. And so uh, I grew up knowing different people as my fathers and different people as my mothers because my dad remarried also. It, uh, all my first memories of my uh, first stepdad was... Uh, weren't so hot, you know, the, uh, the abuse was there, and uh, I was, I would watch my mom get yelled at and stuff, and so it, it sort of, it sort of started teaching me how to, how to have a relationship right there, because you're learning new things, and uh, so the first thing I was taught was to, uh, when you get mad, you, uh, you yell, and you, you don't tell how I really feel, you, you tell uh, what's wrong with the other person, and so uh, that was my first Memories and my first uh, actions, probably. Um, as I grew up and got a little older, uh, I started going to school, and uh, I was probably about three. And school was school had always been a problem for me. I, I hated uh, I hated uh, authority figures. Um, I had resentment towards them. And so, when I whenever I was in school and somebody would tell me what to do, you know, my first reaction was to get mad. And, and, you know, it still happens to me today. Um, I still don't like authority figures. I like them, but I don't like people telling what to do. I reckon that's normal. Um, so uh, my mom started sending me to psychiatrists because uh, she thought, well, I don't know what she thought. But anyway, I started going to psychiatrists. And I didn't know what was going on. All I know is he would, you know, he'd show little pictures and and ask what you saw him and stuff like that. And uh, he told my mom I was normal. And uh, there was there was, seemed to be nothing wrong with me 
but as time went on, uh, I started being able to see my dad. I had a visiting rights. I think I was four, and he had remarried also, and uh, I went to that world. It's like another world. Uh, drugs were in that world, and I'd go over there, and you know he'd be drinking and stuff like that. So uh, I would go into there, and 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 I got to know my dad a little bit as time went on, and and he was real lenient with me as far as letting me do things, and so I started liking him more because I never had to worry about him telling me what to do. I always did what I wanted to, and it started uh, um, affecting me there too. Uh, when I would leave my dad's and go back to my mom's, my mom would say, you know, you changed, your attitude's different, and uh, I didn't see it, but I can see it today. Uh, there was a lot of shame in my family as far as uh, right and wrong. You know, if you there's this way to do it, and if you do it another way, then it's not going to turn out like it's supposed to. And, and so there was a lot of... Uh, boundaries on a lot of things as far as what you could do and uh, freedom was very limited at my mom's house it sort of it wasn't there a lot of times at my dad's house it was and so as I was going through these stages I was learning two different uh, personalities or I was getting two different personalities I thought and and it started affecting my schoolwork more and more, and and how I felt about myself. I didn't really know myself. I was I didn't know who I was because at my dad's I was one person and at my mom's I was another. Um, my mom got a divorce after about seven months with this her first husband, and uh, you know she met another person, and and I was also learning this, you know. Um, and so she remarried him, and we moved uh, to another place in Macon, and to a house. And, and I thought, you know, this is cool because we live in a house. Now we all we had lived in apartments before, and uh, I was in third grade, and that's when I started failing. And my schoolwork, that's when I made my first F, and nobody knew, you know, what it was. And while I was doing it, you know, I thought that my study habits were were uh, not so good, and and I was getting blamed for a lot of this uh, my stuff that I, you know, I didn't know how to study or anything, and and so my mom started trying to teach me how to study. Uh, the bad thing about it is 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 when uh, you know you didn't get something right, uh, we wound up fighting because it was it was like you need to learn this now in this way and, and I was like I, I don't know how to learn it this way you know I can do it this way but not this way so we wound up fighting and never get anything done um, so then I'd wind up saying well uh, I call my dad I go to his house I live with him and, and it became a power struggle um, you know because I knew that she didn't want me to go to my dad's because she knew the drugs and so whenever that would happen uh Things would, I don't know, straighten out, go my way. Uh, fourth grade came along, and I was still flunking in school. And my mom started sending me to more psychiatrists, and this time she gave me a, a, a e, I think it's an EEG, 
And, and that really made me wonder if something was wrong with me because, you know, not every fourth grader gets an EEG uh, to see, you know, if his brain's working right. So uh, I got that, and, uh, and it turned out normal. And my grandma picked me up from that place, and she told me that, uh, that there was nothing wrong with me, and she assured me that uh, my mom just did it. Uh, she didn't, well, my grandma really didn't know why my mom did it. She just assured me there was nothing wrong with me. And uh, um, so time went on. And, and during this, I always loved my grandparents. I would always go to their house and stay with them. That was somebody that I could really trust and, and love. And, uh, and grandparents are probably the best things uh, a kid can have. Um, I would stay with them, and then I'd, I don't remember a lot of, of staying with them, except, uh, you know, there's a couple times when I was little. Uh, the times I started remember staying with them is, is when I was older. And, and that's another thing. A lot of my childhood, um, I don't remember. And I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with blocking out pain. Uh, some of it was very painful, and, and I sort of blocked it out. And and I know some days uh, things will happen, and, I, and, and you know, I'll remember a little bit of my childhood. It'll bring back a memory or something. And so uh, I've learned that, that we do block things out, and, and that teaches us to hide things and not feel also. Um, my dad at this time was really heavy into drugs, and I thought it was cool. I thought um, my dad was the coolest man around. Cause he was so mellow, you know. We'd go to the mall, and he would uh, buy me lots of stuff. And uh, you know, I said, "This is this is a great dad right here." Uh, but you know, I never looked at the fact that he woke up at three o'clock in the afternoon, and uh, and then we would go. You know, he'd go to sleep probably about eleven or twelve, and wake up at three, and he would always say he was tired. And and I always thought my dad drank and smoked a little pot until later I found out he was doing really heavy stuff and that kind of got to me um, and as I got a little older I found out that that uh, I was more powerful than my mom and that she could only tell me what to do and and that kind of got to me a little bit and so I started using that a little more and more because I needed it all she could do was tell me and and my defiance was really really bad she could tell me to do this, and I could say, no. I could tell her, no, you know, I'm not going to do this. And so um, our relationship started going down the drain. Um, and then we're still, she's still married to the same guy at this time. And um, I was being real defiant as far as not doing what she told me, but I always thought that was normal. And, and, and at school, uh, I always got along well with my friends at school. And uh, when I would come home, I always dreaded coming home because I knew that, that uh, when I came home, it was going to be the same way. And I always wondered, you know, how could it be different? And I, I really didn't know another way as, as far as how to handle a, a situation. And so uh, I started just 
doing what I reckon I thought was best, and and that was you know just just go with it and, and have fun. You only live once, and that was my attitude toward things for a while. Um, I I first drank with my dad, and uh, that was a pleasant experience. Uh, it was I thought now that he knew about it, it didn't matter. You know, I could I could do it, and somebody would say. You know, what if your dad found out? Like, well, he's the one who gave it to me. How about that? And so I had the coolest dad as far as my friends were concerned because, uh, you know, they, he let me drink in front of him. Uh, I never really did, though. I didn't like the taste of it too much. Um, and my schoolwork was still going down the drain. Um, when I got in sixth grade, my t- sixth grade teacher told my mom that, that maybe I had a learning disability. And I'd gone through uh, seven years of school, and the teacher finally says, well, maybe he has a learning disability. And there's this place in Atlanta that maybe we can send him to. So now I thought, you know, I said, you know, I asked my mom where this was, and, and she was like, well, it's this place, uh, it was a boarding school, uh, to maybe to straighten me up. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand why they wanted to send me to a boarding school, you know, because... I was like, uh, I really don't need it. And so we went up there, and the teacher the teacher went with us. My sixth grade teacher went with us. And uh, she, we talked to some people. And my mom asked me, she said, is, is this something you want to do? And I told her no. And my stepdad was for it. He wanted me to go. Uh, me and my stepdad really never got along because uh, I used the excuse, you're not my dad. You know, y'all have to listen to you, y'all have to do what you say. And that came in with, with authority figures again. Uh, so me and my stepdad really never got along. So he, he wanted me to, to go here, I thought. And my mom said, it's up to you, and I chose not to go. But I wound up failing sixth grade, and I went to the school in Macon uh, for kids with learning disabilities. And uh, I went in there, and... and most of the kids in there, I noticed right off, I got along really well with. And most of them, I think today, didn't even have a learning disability. I think most of them had dysfunctional families. And uh, their parents were in the same boat mine were as far as what to do. Because my parents didn't know anything was wrong with them. You know, they thought, uh, they thought I was the bad one. Or they thought they were raising me wrong. But, you know, they didn't think about their, uh, what they're doing, you know, as far as... Uh, they didn't have a program at all. So most of the kids I got along really well with. Uh, uh, that was really my wild days because the school, I lived right down the street from the school, so I'd walk to school. And uh, and I started just, you know, you never did anything in the school. It was uh, uh, The teachers were very um, lenient. They didn't even teach you. The purpose of the school was to learn at your level. So I didn't do nothing. I, I just uh, stood around and you know played with my friends and stuff. And and right now I should have been I, I should have been seventh grade. So uh, I was I was learning about you know hanging out with your friends and and, and uh, get people to pick you up and take you places. Uh, I met a friend there who uh, who could drive. So that was cool because I told him I lived right down the street and he'd come pick me up and we could go party or something. Uh, and so we did, 
and it was fun. And my mom, you know, she started finding out about that, that I was smoking and that I was drinking and stuff like that. And uh, she didn't really know what to do. Um, I told her I would quit. I told her I wouldn't quit smoking. I was, um, I told her, you know, I just, some things I had to do. Uh, so I was living there, and, and at this time, my mom was, uh, during this time that I started going to the school, my mom and her husband got another divorce. So we had moved out of the house and moved into this apartment, and the one right beside the school. And so we were living, just me and her, and, uh, you know, she was going through a hard time because she didn't know what was wrong with her, and I was going through a hard time because I didn't know what was wrong with her and what was wrong with uh, her relationships and why she couldn't keep somebody. And uh, and we still fought a lot. Power struggles big time uh, over little stuff. It wasn't really this stuff like clean up your room. It wasn't really the room that needed cleaning. It was a lot of stuff that was inside that we didn't know about. Um, so she was gone a lot because she was trying to find somebody else to take care of her and me. She wanted the, uh, the dad role model. She said I needed a dad role model. And I tried to explain to her that, you know, that was a little late because I'd already had uh, two and uh, three, two, yeah. And so, you know, I had different role models as far as, as uh, what to learn. So I, I learned different things from different people. And my dad had remarried also. Uh, you know, I didn't see him a lot. I don't remember seeing him a lot. Uh, the times I spent with him were, were uh, they didn't have a lot of memories there because, uh, yeah, I really don't know what happened. The room, a lot of times I just remember the room full of smoke and then uh, he may have some people over and then I would wake up. So I reckon, uh, well, the only thing I could think of was, was the drugs the secondhand smoke and stuff like that. Uh, so a lot of that I don't remember. Um, my parents, I never remember my parents hitting me except for my uh, my stepdad, my second, my mom's second husband. Uh, he used to, when he would get mad, we made this, uh, this thing, I hate talking about this, but we made this paddle. And it was a big paddle. And he said, he, he used to say, well, I want you to make this with me so you have a part in it, too. And I never understood that. And he always said, you know, I hope I never have to use this. And, uh, you know, I never really thought that it would get used, but it did. And, and it hurt pretty bad. And, you know, I, I never really liked uh, being hit. I don't think anybody does. And so when I would get hit, you know, I would, a lot of times I would get mad and you know, do something irrational, not really irrational, out of defense. And, uh, you know, I'd wind up either, you know, jerking away and running or, uh, you know, throwing something, you know, just to let them know that I didn't like it too much. And uh, so, and he also used, a, like, a belt, you know, buckle. And, like, you know, his excuse was, if, you, if you're not still, I'm just, I'm just going to hit you wherever it lands. Uh, my mom never knew about this until right before they got a divorce. Um, and that's, that's one reason, one of the reasons that uh, she left. So uh, anyway, um, my dad had remarried. 
and he was into drugs, and and uh, I started I started drinking on a regular basis uh, on the weekends. I'd get my friend to come pick me up, and we'd go out and uh, find something to do. And uh, so I started living in a, in a big time fantasy world because you know school was no problem because you couldn't fail at the school. You could just I'd not go, and I went because I liked it. I went there for two years. Uh, I got out, and and that gra- and that night, the graduation night, I went to this party, and that's when I realized that I thought I had a problem, you know, because uh, my dad had been uh, associating with AA, and I and I learned a little about what alcohol. Lism was and, and what alcohol it was and, and I realized then I had a problem um, my grandparents had to come pick me up and and the people that we had the party their parents told my grandparents all the stuff that happened and, my, and I was really uh, ashamed because my grandparents saw me as a as a perfect grandkid and, I, and that really uh, I felt like they really hurt them and stuff and I was really feeling bad and so, uh, my mom, she had met this new guy, of course, and uh, and I was always jealous of her husband. Um, I didn't feel like she gave any of her attention to me. And, uh, you know, when I was younger, she did, because I reckon, you know, when you're younger, you need to be held. When you're older, uh, you don't need to be held as much as you need to be listened to and and people to listen to your problems and stuff. So I, I never really had that. So uh, the only way I got my problems out was either uh, taking them out by vandalizing stuff. Uh, you know, we used to do things that, you know, now if I saw somebody doing it, I'd probably get really mad. And I, you know, I could understand where they were coming from. And I'd probably get along with them real well. Uh, but we did things, and that was a way to get my aggression out. And uh, I didn't know how to take it out by communicating or anything and so um, my mom she met this new guy and he was over a lot a lot and and whenever he would come over you know I'd make little smart remarks about uh, stuff and and she always told me not to talk about her other husbands but that was the worst thing she could have said because I did and uh, but time went on and um, my mom told me of a place called Alateen, and I was, I was 13, and she told me this place, and she said she knew a woman whose son went there. I was like, well, okay, and she wanted to know if I wanted to try So I said, yeah, you know, I was up to trying anything. And so I went in my first meeting, and you know, I was a little nervous because um, there was people in my age there, you know, either... At that time, I either got along well with adults or little kids. At school, when I went to a real school, um, I had trouble getting along with uh, with little kids. Uh, I was never, uh, I don't know, I just always had trouble getting along with people my age, uh, I thought. But I, I don't really. It was just a psychological thing, I reckon. Uh, anyway, so I went to this place, and there's people my age here, and... Uh, I was a little skeptical to talk about my stuff. And so, you know, I talked a little bit about what was going on in my family as far as what was happening. And I, could, I heard other people talking, and they started relating. I started relating to them. And 
and, and it was kind of neat because, you know, at first I thought, you know, maybe, you know, I was, you know, somebody unique and that had these problems. And, you know, not everybody had these problems. And I learned that people have these problems, <coughs> but they're, you know, they're different to each person. Um, so I started coming regularly, and it built up. I made a lot of friends. Uh, trusting was becoming an option for me now, or was then. And, uh, but um, still something was, was wrong. Um, I was going regularly, and I was making friends, but um, my drug habits were still there. And, you know, I'd get a little better by going to the meetings, and then uh, I'd go out and drink and stuff, and, and it would all come back, the, the pain and stuff. So, uh, um, during all this time, all this was going on, I moved out of my mom's house. I moved my grandparents, and I started living with my grandparents. And, uh, you know, uh, my mom was going through stuff, and she went to a hospital. And, and you know, my dad was living, uh, he was living in Alabama. And uh, he was, he had been, he had gotten to AA. And he got his life straightened out as far as drugs and and he was still working on his his uh, other stuff, and so. But you know, uh, I was living with my grandparents, and uh, and one day, you know, I'd been in the team for a while, and and a lot of those days were uh, filled with uh, sadness. It felt like something was missing. You know, I started going to a regular school, and uh, I flaunted my first year ninth grade most of it well I thought a lot of it was was uh I didn't know what I was doing because when I was in uh, the other school that learned this other school you know we stuck with the general uh math and, and never any English so I went to the school and I went to the classes and, and everybody was talking about uh participle phrases and gerunds and stuff like this and, and I didn't I didn't really understand Math, really. Uh, I was never good at math anyway, so this really shocked me. You know, um, I only heard of algebra. My mom had talked about it in college, so I never really thought about it. Um, so I fell my ninth grade year, and and I was really I was starting to drink more, and I was hanging out with friends that, that really drank, and so that was forming my life and what it was going to be. You know, down the road. Um, so, and I'd been in Alateen, and I talked to my sponsor, and she, uh, a best friend of mine had gone into treatment. And, and we talked about it, and I decided I was going to go to treatment. And so, I went home, and I told my grandparents that I, I needed to go to treatment. And they didn't know, you know, they were shocked. Um, they didn't think I had a problem. And, or, or they didn't think I had a bad enough problem. They didn't think treatment was, was what I needed. They, uh, I don't know what they thought I needed. But uh, they didn't think treatment was it. But I went. My dad was living in Alabama. And at this time he was clean. And he worked at a treatment center. So I went to that one. And uh, stayed there for about a month and a half. 
and I got the drugs and alcohol out of my system, and I learned how to, well, they gave me the tools to, to learn how to feel and, and, and learn that uh, feelings, you know, there's no validation, if, you know, you don't have to validate your feelings, you, you either have them or you don't. That was a good tool. Uh, I learned a little bit of self-worth as far as, as uh, you know, at school, nobody, you know, they're just not better than you. Uh, uh, self-confidence was improving. So I came back to Alton clean, and I started working my program and did my fourth step, which was, which was pretty tough because uh, I thought that what I had done and nobody else had done and I realized after um, a while that that wasn't true, you know. Uh, a lot of people had done the same things I'd done. A lot of people had done worse. So I started realizing that I wasn't uh, unique in those ways, um, you know. But I started realizing that I was changing my life around. Uh, you know, I always dreaded being like my dad as far as drugs. And I told myself, I'm never going to be like my dad. And so the first... When I started getting into the drugs, I realized when I went to treatment that, you know, if I hadn't quit, that I'd be like my dad and my mom. Uh, so I started changing my life around, and slowly, very slowly. Um, you know, I had those days where I thought that, uh, you, you know, it wasn't even worth it. It wasn't worth going through, you know, because it was so depressing. Uh, it's, you know, sitting at school and stuff, and, and uh, I was real self-conscious about the way I looked and acted, and, and I thought that, you know, if I had the best of this, that uh, people would like me more. So, uh, when, when a group of people were out at lunch, uh, you know, I would, I would separate, and I would, I would hang out with the, uh, you know, the crowd, two or three people that I was close to, um, I never really needed a lot of acquaintances. I was more of a uh, independent, private person. You know, one or two friends was all I needed. Um, but as the years went on, um, things started getting better. And I started feeling better about myself, and I was still going to Alton through all this. And uh, you know, now um, things are a lot better. I'm graduating this year, and. Uh, that was a goal that, that that I didn't even look at two years ago, you know. Um, I thought, you know, that was way down the road. So when I started picking up my schoolwork and going to summer school and stuff like that, um, you know, I, I finally caught up with my class. Um, and I, I've stayed sober for two years. I haven't drank. And, and that's really tough because you have peer pressure, a lot of it. And, uh, you know, it's kind of tough to deal with because, you know, when you're, when you're at school, and on the weekends and stuff, you have to find friends that that don't drink. The real friends that don't drink, you know. Of course, people have acquaintances. Um, and so, when I'm if I'm around people that drink, uh, you know, like when I'm, of course, and like when you're riding around or something, and, and you pull up in a parking lot, there's people there, and uh, and I have my real friends with me. It's, it's easier to to leave. Because I don't feel like I have to uh, be sociable with them. Uh, so most of the time I hang out with, with my good friends. And, and uh, I felt a lot better about myself. And so graduating is in the picture now. And I'm also looking uh, forward to a good future. Um, um, Alateen 
has been good for me and and people that are in there. Uh, if if your kids go or whoever, you know, they have a better chance of, of turning their life around and and uh and family problems tend to get better if they you know, they have to do some stuff. But uh you know, eventually I don't know that there's not a perfect place but every day you get a little better and some days you go back a little bit and but uh I can look back now a year ago and realize that uh things are a lot better than you know now than they were then. So uh all in all everything's everything goes for the best. Uh the thing I learned most in Alateen was sharing and being honest and and learn how to talk because without talking, you know, never nothing ever gets said. And so, uh, sharing and being honest because anybody can lie, nobody else will know but you. So that really doesn't help. And and I thought that would help, so, uh, but it doesn't. So uh, that's about all. Thank you.